episode 66. What about fasting? Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello, ladies. We're talking fasting today. I've never done a full episode on fasting. I think it's such an important concept to consider because my views on it are probably different than you're going to think. I've done fasting myself in multiple formats. I've had clients who do all the different formats of fasting, and I've been to conferences and been able to listen to the experts talk about fasting. Yet there's so much conflicting information out there about it, so many different opinions. And my ladies have so many different opinions about it. So next week, I'm having one of my dear friends, Dr. Jennifer Chang on. Make sure to listen to that episode because she's probably the person that I know that has fasted the longest consistently. And I'm going to have her share her experience with you because here's what I know about fasting. I want you to stop for a moment and ask yourself, what are my thoughts about fasting? If I were to abstain from food for a prolonged period, now what that means can be different because there's lots of forms of fasting out there. But if I was to abstain from food for a prolonged period, what are my thoughts about that? And I will share with you that I was very resistant to fasting for a long time. And most of my ladies who haven't fasted share the thoughts, it's scary, I'm going to starve to death, it can't be healthy long-term, it can't be healthy short-term, and it's just for dieting. Even my ladies who are first starting have thoughts about fasting, but my ladies who hit their goal weights have thoughts about fasting. And so I think this episode is really important to help you all debunk what's true and what's not true about fasting, okay? So intermittent fasting is sort of the rage. It's been the rage for probably the last maybe six years or so for a few reasons. In the medical community, there was a book by Dr. Jason Fung called The Obesity Code that came out that really got everybody excited about fasting. And I would say that for me, that was kind of my journey into fasting through Dr. Jennifer Chang, who's going to be on our podcast next week. He had really revolutionary ideas about fasting. He treats patients with diabetes instead of using insulin by fasting. As you all know, I love weight loss. Diabetes is a lot of times associated with weight gain, but I like to look at it from a weight loss standpoint and the benefits that we can see from that. So fasting wasn't invented by Dr. Fong a few years ago, right? We go all the way back to Ramadan, doing 30-day fasts religiously, Those are daytime fasts from water and food, and then eating after sunset for religious purposes. The book of Esther for Judaism and Christianity, Esther asks the Jewish people to fast for three days with her before she goes to the king. So we see fasting in many of our religious components as a way to sacrifice. It's rooted in religion, but I also want you to know that it's rooted in physiology. We humans historically were hunter-gatherers, meaning we had feast and famine eating, right? We had to go out and get food. When we got it, we ate a lot. 
and then we maybe didn't eat for a prolonged period. That's why you can go months, truly, if you have extra weight, you can go months without eating. You can't go without water, but you can go without eating for months. So physiologically, in our nature, is the ability to fast. And I think that's a really important point to note because many of my ladies fear fasting from that standpoint, that it's not safe and it's not healthy. I want you to know that it is rooted in our physiology. It is safe and it is healthy. One thing that everyone agrees on is that there are not health detriments to fasting short-term or long-term. Now, there may be extra considerations. If you have diabetes and your blood sugars, yes. When you first fast, you may have a few side effects. You may get a little headache. You may get a little tired. Some of my ladies get a little bit of GI stuff going on when they first start fasting. But generally, in terms of your health, there are not studies to show that it's bad for your health. Where we differ in the studies and the opinions and the results is the health benefits that come from fasting. And how I explain this to my ladies, and I think it's important to recognize is this. When I think of fasting, I think this. If you were to eat the same amount of calories and spread them out throughout the day versus if you were choosing to fast and abstain from those calories over a long period in the day and eat them in a shorter period of the day, would you see more weight loss? I think that's the most interesting thing to consider. Does condensing your meals down to one period benefit you versus eating them throughout the day? Kind of that old adage of like five to six small meals a day. That's where we see conflicting evidence. I love to look at what all the experts are saying because the studies show all sorts of different things. There's pretty significant proof that there are health benefits. There's studies that support it helps with things like memory, Alzheimer's disease, arthritis, asthma, strokes, brain fog, energy levels, and definitely insulin resistance and blood sugar control. So when we fast, we basically get into a state of what we call metabolic switching. And what that means is if you go for a longer period of time between eating, and this could be, ladies, what we call the 16 and 8 fast, eating during eight hours a day and skipping breakfast, right? Eating lunch and dinner. That's a fast. Fast can be anything from, you know, 30 hours. I think at one point Dr. Chang was doing five-day fasts to skipping breakfast, not eating after 6 p.m. and eating lunch and dinner. That is a form of fasting. During that prolonged period in which you're eating, you can get what we call metabolic switching. And what that means is that we use up all of our sugar that's running through our bloodstream and we start going into using ketones and burning fat to run our bodies. So when my ladies are fasting, we say, I'm dining in today. <laughs> I've just already eaten the calories that I'm burning right now because I'm going to stored energy sources to burn fat right now. You can see how beneficial that would be, especially for people with diabetes or insulin resistance, right? When you have insulin resistance and you've overloaded your system, it gives your body a time to shut it down. We know that those health benefits are there. And I want to make that a point because there's a difference in my mind between health benefits and weight loss. Yes, we want to see all of the health benefits through our weight loss journey. But I also want to help you all look at this from a weight loss standpoint because to me, that's my goal one and goal two. Goal one, fasting is generally healthy. 
It can be done short-term and long-term. There's been some more questionable evidence around things like memory, brain fog, energy, fullness, inflammation, arthritis, those sorts of things. But no one has said it's not good for you in terms of your health benefits. When we look at the weight loss side of it, the evidence becomes a little grayer. And there's a few reasons for that. There's many different forms of fasting. Like I said a little bit ago, there's a 16 and eight fast, which is skipping breakfast, eating lunch and dinner. I do that most days of the week, just kind of naturally. A lot of my ladies like to do that anyway. There's the 24 hour fast, which is eating dinner one night and not eating until dinner the next night. Now I'd like to note that all of these forms of fasting are not fasting from liquids. It's not a Ramadan style of fasting. You can drink liquids as long as they don't have anything sugary in them. So water, all of that drink away. That's why you see the popularity of all those broths at the stores. <laughs> to help with that, to help with some of the side effects that people can see from fasting, because you do want to drink liquids with these fasts. Some people do a 30 hour fast, which would be dinner one day, skipping the whole next day, eating breakfast the morning after that. Some people do five day fasts. Some people do five and two fasting, where they fast two days a week and not fast on five days a week. There's many different forms of it. But I think the interesting thing comes down to, does it create more significant weight loss than if you spread those calories out throughout the day? It's a little gray. Here's why. We do know that usually after a fast, people consume more at that meal than they would a normal meal. They're a little hungrier. I tell my ladies that after a 24 hour fast, you're probably gonna eat a little bit more at the meal afterwards because you're hungrier going into that meal. So if you're monitoring stopping when you're naturally full, you're going to need a little more food to get to that level. That is a normal thing. It's okay. We also know that that doesn't overcome the number of calories you would have eaten had you eaten all day long. So calorie wise, it tends to be beneficial even if you do consume more at that meal afterwards. At the 16 and eight fast, you're generally skipping breakfast and eating lunch and dinner. So you've already in a way created a calorie deficit. Those are the two forms of fasting that I recommend. I don't like going much past that. Here's why. For my ladies, I found that it was a way to avoid their relationship with food. It was literally just like, let's shut down eating and not think about food. And then when they ate, they still hadn't fixed their relationship with food. I love fasting as a tool, but it is a tool that has mixed reviews in and of itself for weight loss purposes. In Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we look at it as the when of your eating. You still have to look at the what. And many programs out there, I think, look at fasting as the when and the what, and you will not get significant weight loss if you don't look at what you're eating as well. You have to change what you're eating alongside your win. The biggest benefit that I see in my ladies is the convenience of fasting and learning to stop fearing physical hunger. We have so many strong thoughts about physical hunger. Hopefully what I said at the beginning of this, which is fasting is really kind of physiologic for us as humans and totally safe, helps you shift those thoughts alone. But when physical hunger comes up, many of us have a story in the back of our head that says, 
It's a problem. I shouldn't be hungry. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to feel lightheaded. I'm going to be dizzy. I could pass out. My blood sugars are low. Ladies, 95% of the time, unless you're diabetic, that's a liquid water issue, not a food issue. You're just mistaking it for a food issue because of the story you've had your whole life that hunger is a problem. You can live for months on stored energy. That's the number one thought replacement I give my ladies. It is safe to be hungry. What we actually fear more is the emotional hunger that comes with a little physical hunger. I have a whole episode on this, on physical versus emotional hunger. If you have questions, go listen to it because they feel very different. The emotional hunger is the hard part. Physical hunger just is real light. It comes in waves. It'll go away and then come back and you're like, oh, I'm a little hungry. My stomach's scrambling. Oh, it went away again. Why? Because our bodies will dine in and break down stored fat. In that space, you'll be able to burn fat and you can live for months on that stored fat. If you struggle with excess weight, which my ladies do, you can live for months on that. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't recommend fasting more than 24 hours. Generally, that's dinner one night to dinner the next night. The studies actually probably support it being earlier in the day, breakfast to breakfast, but most of my ladies have families or spouses to contend with at dinner time, and we find that being able to tell yourself, I'm eating dinner tonight, I'm just skipping breakfast and lunch, makes it feel so much easier to learn how to fast effectively. Drinking lots of fluids makes it feel so much easier to learn how to fast effectively. So in that space, it helps you stop fearing physical hunger. When you intentionally feel physical hunger without tacking on emotional hunger, I'm gonna tell you, it's a game changer for your relationship with food. You'll never be stuck in a position where you have to eat if you don't fear physical hunger. If you go to a party and there's nothing there, if you're on a road trip and there's nothing in rural Kansas, I hear that all the time, right? If you have a busy day, that's my favorite fasting days for everyone, busy days. It's easier to just skip a meal and tell yourself, I'm intentionally fasting, I'm dining in today. It is safe to feel physical hunger. The value of that tool in your life is a game changer. The second reason that I like fasting, as I shared earlier, is it's very convenient. Most of us start a new diet approach and we're like all in the food of what can I eat? What can't I eat? Should I Pinterest perfect it? Do I need to make everything from scratch now? I can't figure all this out. And it feels very overwhelming. And many of us naturally skip breakfast anyway. So a 16 and eight fast where you skip breakfast aligns very nicely with that. It aligns really well with my life, not to eat until lunch. And when I do that, I also give my body the time to do some metabolic switching, go in, burn stored fat, instead of supplying it with more sugar sources. So fasting has many benefits, but it is not a quote unquote entire program unto itself. It is the when. In our energized eating plans in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we create individualized energized eating plans. We look at the what, we look at the when, and we look at the how much. I consider fasting the when component. I wanna take just a moment to talk about the what component. Because I think historically when fasting came out, everyone put it with a low carb or keto diet. Why? As I told you a few minutes ago, I'm sure it's a little clearer now, it helps a lot with insulin resistance shutting down all of that sugar going through your bloodstream and letting your body go into burning ketones, right? Ketosis, like you hear about with the ketogenic diet. 
That's why they went so nicely together. But here's what I would say to you all. You can do it with any what. It doesn't matter. If you look at the big experts in this, they'll interestingly say with a Mediterranean style diet. And Dr. Fung's diet, as he introduced this with his take on it, was kind of a mix between a keto diet and a Mediterranean style diet. I think of it more as like a low carb style diet, truly. There is not conclusive evidence to say it needs to be done with any type of what. But any what that's short of the American diet is going to be more beneficial. You could start with fasting alone, but if you go and eat pizza afterwards and you eat a half of a pizza, all you've done is eaten your thousand calories or maybe more at one time. I consider it the when. The what is figuring out what works for you to go alongside fasting. So I want you to consider this in terms of your energized eating plan, which is how we eat in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss. When you create a what that works for you and you can use fasting, no longer fearing physical hunger, to be convenient to fit your life, think of the value in that for how you create the healthy you and reach your weight loss goals with ease. Determining that plan is the key to long-term success. And fasting in any of the formats can be helpful with that. I have ladies who do three 24-hour fasts a week. I have ladies who do only 16 and eight fasts a week. I have ladies who do a combination of that. I love to do on Monday what I call fasting with purpose. What that looks like is fasting and giving it up intentionally to something that matters in my life right now. Here's what I found for most of my ladies. Fasting feels like a weight loss tool. As I shared earlier, many of them get to maintenance and the first thing that they ask about is should I keep fasting? Is it safe? Should I do that? And as I've shared with you, it's safe. You can do it long-term. You'll actually probably see health benefits, not health risks from doing that. But because it feels like a diet tool for many of them, it's kind of the first place they want to give up. And so I intentionally on most Mondays do a fast with purpose because when I give it to a higher power and make it not just about the diet, it feels so empowering for me. It spiked a new level of passion for me. It brought it back to almost those original beliefs, right? The original cultural messages, the faith-based messages, Ramadan and Esther and all of that about fasting. So my plan that I love is 24-hour fasts on Monday. I leave the day feeling empowered. I give it to a purpose. I have a bigger mission so that when I want to break it, I'm like, oh no, I really wanted to do this for this today. And the other days I do 16 and eight fasts and on the weekends I do three meals a day. That is not a rule. Everyone can do it differently. How does it fit your life? Generally, fasting works really good on busy days when you don't wanna to have to eat anyway. Usually that's weekdays. And what format you choose to incorporate is completely up to your lifestyle and what works for you. So if you've considered fasting and you're like, I've heard all these things about it, I'm not sure what to think, I wanna just give you a few take home points. Fasting is safe. Fasting does likely show some extra health benefits as opposed to just eating those number of calories throughout the day. The weight loss results are mixed. That being said, it's a very convenient tool to use to help you lose weight when you stop fearing physical hunger and start choosing to dine in on the calories you've already consumed. How you choose to incorporate it, totally up to you, ladies. 
I've done so many different ways. I've seen people be very successful with many different forms of fasting. I truly find the highest success with the ladies who choose to fast with purpose and incorporate in a little bit of higher power with it. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, I want to share with you that I've got a really fun free webinar coming up on the three biggest pitfalls that keep you dieting but never reaching your healthy weight goal. Make sure to go to the link in the show notes and join me for it. It's free and it will be so helpful to consider why you've spent so much time dieting but not reaching that goal. Have a great week, ladies. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.